Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. Today, we are covering a topic about culture within a franchise system. And with me, I have Paul Lindenberg, who is the president of Gotcha Covered. Welcome, Paul. Stacy, thank you. Good morning, and it's great to be here with you. Look forward to our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so share a little bit about yourself, Paul, and give us a quick introduction to the brand Gotcha Covered. Sure, sure. So I have a relatively shady past of combining <laughs> entrepreneurship, sales and marketing, all of which I didn't know at the time was a great background for me when I became the president of this company because I'd collected a lot of the skills that I need for this position. I've been uh, in the role since 2010. I joined the company as a marketing director. So so we kind of think marketing, it's infused in our the DNA of Gotcha Covered. And so Gotcha Covered is a window treatment, a custom window treatment franchise. We have about 170 locations across the U.S. and Canada. And our franchise owners um, mostly work from home, but but many have storefronts or some uh, shared space where they meet with clients and uh, and consult with, uh, with homeowners on what they need for their window treatments. And then we provide education and a very consultative approach to help them purchase and invest in the right window treatments for them based on their style and budget. So um, great company. It's been my pleasure to work here. And, and I'm a little bit of a megalomaniac, Stacy, because I, I get to <laughs> I get to choose everybody I work with, right? I have final say on the franchise owners who join the system. And of course, I get to choose my staff. So I'm in a very, very blessed situation, which I absolutely love because I, I've been able to build a company that I would want to work for. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. You know, what you just said, and I think this is something anybody looking to explore franchise ownership truly needs to understand. You made the comment, you get to choose the franchise owners. That And that is absolutely, I mean, this is a two-way street. You know, you're entering into a long-term partnership. So I love how you put that. Um, Okay, got you covered. Fantastic company, very reputable. I know amongst my counterparts in the consulting franchise consulting business. I just love it. And I'm going to put a plug in there for Hannah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) who's your franchise development person. She is fantastic as well. So we are talking culture today. We are not doing a deep dive on gotcha covered, but we are going to cover culture because it is so ultimately important. And I spent 21 years in the corporate world. So I know how important culture is from that standpoint. So share with me when you, as a franchisor, you have a staff at a brand level, but then you bring in all these franchisees who have their own locations and are building their own businesses within various communities. How do you build culture at a brand level and ensure consistency throughout your franchise community? Well, that's a great question. And, and I, I'm not going to pitch Gotcha Covered here, but but I, I want to talk about culture and the way I've experienced it and what we've done at Gotcha Covered. There are many, many great franchise systems that would have a similar pr- approach and have great cultures, right? So I don't want to suggest that we're the only ones but uh 
One of the things that like culture is really important to us. And we, um, when we look to see Stacey just mentioned that it's a choice, it's mutual, right? When, when we have uh, candidates who are seriously considering got, got you covered, we have two criteria to decide whether we're going to extend an offer to them. Uh, one of them is, would, would they be successful? Do they have the skills, the talents, the personality, the traits to be successful? Because otherwise it's not fair to them or our, our other owners. And then the second one is culture. And I think that um, culture is, e it's an easy buzzword. It's an easy to say, but along the way in our discovery process, we we prove it mathematically and I'll, I'll share with you um, what that looks like in a little bit. But um, but when it comes to culture, um, you know, it's it's just really important. We, we feel like culture beats process all the time. And so uh, if we invite owners to join the system who share our values, and have the right focus on the client and are going to work hard, then when they become franchise owners, we don't have to manage them by compliance and, and operations books. They know what they're here for. They're motivated for the right things. And we have a round peg and a round hole. And, and that's and that's really, really important. It just makes everybody's job really easier. Um, so that's the short answer. And then I'll, I'll give you a chance and we can just kind of go back and forth here. I don't know. If, did I even answer your question, Stacey? Because yeah, yeah. you asked about our staff. Okay. Well, I, you know, the way the franchise system works is you have the franchisor, right? And right. you have your staff at the franchisor level, but then you bring in these individual business owners, which we call franchisees. And then they develop their own staff and within right, that, their right. own culture. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let me, let me, um, let me answer that one because culture is the thing for me and for many other leaders in franchising. Is it the most important thing I worry about? I mean, there's a lot of things that keep me up at night, but that's, that's one of them because we've been a high growth franchise uh, about 40, 35 to 40% of our units are, have been less with us for less than two to three years. So, so the we we were also acquired by a, a platform company two and a half years ago. So all of those things can have a negative impact on culture. And so, as as we've navigated this evolutionary change in the history of Got Your Covered, right? You look you look back three four years ago, we had a hundred locations. Now we're at one hundred and seventy. And so, so how do you maintain culture? That's the million dollar question. In my view is how do you maintain it? And what, what I have realized, or I think I've realized, or it's my belief right now, I could, could be completely wrong in this, but, but what I'm communicating about our culture is that it's, it's shared. It's not owned by corporate. Uh, it's not directed by corporate. It's, um, it, it's kind of, a, I don't know how to say it, but it, it, you know, we establish our view and our values and and we invite people to share in that, but we can't have our owners looking to corporate for the sole source of culture. We need it's important that they understand it's on them too. And so, you know, 10 years ago, we we had 50 people at our conference. Now we have three times that many or whatever. Um, the the dynamics change, right? It's not one small room and everybody knows each other. Now it's a it's a much bigger room and people don't know each other. They've never talked to that person. And so that it's a different feel uh, to the group. And, and so the cohesion can, you know, can stretch a little bit and it's hard to, hard to keep that with a larger and larger group. And we're going to continue to grow. So we're going to continue to have this issue. So that's been my solution is, is to, 
to let our owners know that it's it's on them too. And if they're going to, if, if they seek a positive culture that we've kind of always had, then, it, then they have a responsibility in that. Uh, it can't just come from us. And so they need to show up. They need to help each other. They need to respond to questions in, in the internal communication platforms that we have set up for our owners to communicate with each other. That's our, that's our job is to set up the, 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 the mechanisms where our owners can communicate with each other, but it's their job to attend and join and engage and participate. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I uh, have clients when I present brands to clients, uh, many times it, it let's just take a home service. Well, got you covered home services, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll get the response. Oh my goodness. It must be difficult to find employees and retain employees. And that is always a major concern is it the recruitment and retaining of employees and the staff mm-hmm. certainly in a non-skilled type of business environment right so um i i tend to go back to culture when i answer that question because if you provide a good work environment and a good culture where you can foster and grow individuals within, then retainment of employees should not be a difficult thing. Whereas if you are constantly having turnover of employees, then that is a sign that perhaps you need to look inward and there might be something wrong with the culture that you're providing. Um, So when you, what what are some warning signs in your mind if if a franchisee in your system is having difficulty in recruitment or retaining of employees? How do those discussions go um, from a franchise source yeah, yeah. point? Yeah, um, a couple of things. Well, our owners start off the business as an owner operator. Typically, it's either themselves or and or a spouse or partner, sister, brother, you know, father, daughter, something like that. So, and, and we're not a we're not a real staffing model. Um, the the only outside owner, or sorry, employer, independent contractor we need to start is a is an installer, and the almost everybody in our system when they join they find a third party installer and those are out into the world. So it's, so we, we get to avoid that question for, for a while, get, giving our owners uh, time to grow into the business, to learn the business. There's a pretty steep learning curve for us and for most new businesses. And so it gives them a chance to learn the business um, and get, get engaged and plugged into their community. And I, I'm going to say, Stacy, I don't think we, we really have that particular issue of our owners, um, um, retaining staff. It just, the, the largest owner in our system probably has seven or eight people. And, and that's, that's, um, he, he's kind of an anomaly. So most would have one or two, like a salesperson, um, an office administrator, something, something quite small, r- rather than like a home healthcare system, which is reliant on your, your CNAs or your people out there working who, you know, you make 17 bucks an hour, 18 bucks an hour. How, how do you retain those people? Uh, because they're they're just rotating job to job, and, and that's boy, that's a like God bless anybody who <laughs> who's in that world and can make that work because it's an ongoing challenge. Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. So share a couple of examples 
of successful strategies that Got You Covered has implemented to to foster a positive culture within your organization? Yeah, I think that it it does it, to some extent it does it does lead for me right so i i set an example for others to follow and i what i try to do is set an example where where you don't ma- mirror me or match me but but what i try to do one of my favorite quotes i share with every single candidate stacy who's coming through on, on our meet the team day i share a quote from oscar wilde which is be yourself everybody else is already taken and i love that quote and there's no there's no like there's no uh, tie to the the material. It's just a random quote that I love. So I, again, I get to share it because I'm I'm the president of the company. <laughs> but but I but I love that quote because it, it, it to, to me it just says, hey guys, we're not we're not doing the ego thing here. You're everybody's you. You know you're you and you're great for being you. And we want you to be you. And so don't pretend you're not. Don't pretend to be something that you're not because that authenticity. Just, just like that's the way to live your life, right? And so you can do that in your business life as well. And and we encourage that. So I think that's maybe something that we do. And then back to the the mechanisms that we put in place, we have, the, you know, eight to 10 of them where a private Facebook group, for example, and, and others are conferences and, and calls that we have where, where we intentionally get our owners together to talk. What we find, I know you know this, Stacey, because you've been in this business for a while, but but franchise owners tend to place a weight on the information that they hear. And they place a certain weight on the information they hear from the corporate office, a higher weight on information they hear from marketing and, and industry experts, and then the highest weight that they put on their peers, right? They, they know a whole lot more than, than we do at corporate. So, so, so uh, not only is it better content, but it also means we don't have to do it. So we can be a little bit lazy and, and, and just get our owners together and, and they can talk because what, what that person over the next state or the next county is saying about that particular thing is, is way more valuable than, than what we have to say, rightly so. And so we don't, we're not offended by that. We, we know that that is the case. So we, we want to foster all of that. So again, that's, that's our role. It's interesting. I'm in a franchise system. Uh, this past year, I invested in a franchise called Temporary Wall Systems. And uh, just yesterday afternoon, we have a a monthly, what we call owners install meeting. And so we discuss installations that we've done in the past month and just talk through different techniques, challenges, yeah. mm-hmm. and share information. And cool. there are three meetings like this every month. One is focused on sales. One is, as I mentioned, the install and the owner is a high level owners meeting that is hosted by the franchise brand where every month they're giving us updates at what they're doing at corporate because we are a newer emerging franchise brand, unlike Got You Covered, where you have 170 locations throughout the U.S. We're probably at about 50 now. So uh, to me, that is an excellent example of fostering a positive culture because they are encouraging the sharing of information, um, instead of us asking and pulling, they are proactively giving us information and they are also uh, encouraging us as franchise owners to collaborate with one another and share lessons learned and providing a forum to do so. 
So to me, that is so powerful. And it was really interesting yesterday. Um, there's a couple things as our brand is not very marketing driven from a social media standpoint, like sure. got you covered. It's sexy. People need window coverings and so forth. So social media is a big driver in getting brand awareness mm -hmm. out there. Well, I need to work with general contractors. So social sure. media is not going to do that for me. So, mm. you know, our group as a whole, which I thought was also very powerful, feels that if we provide feedback to the brand in that, you know, they cannot treat us as temporary wall systems the same as they treat the other brands in their portfolio from a marketing standpoint, because we're very, mm -hmm. very different. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that feedback would be received positively. And so to me, again, that's another example that the culture within our, our franchise system is very positive, where communication and flow of information and feedback would be received positively. Yeah, I would agree. It sounds like you're in a, in a system where the leadership understands what, what's going on and they're not autocratic. There still are autocratic franchise systems out there that are very operations heavy and you are going to do what we say you do. And, and so so for those people listening to the podcast and, and wondering about that or, or evaluating franchise systems, like that's a pretty pretty big, big red flag. And, and so if you see those kinds of things, like, like you just mentioned, Stacey, for your company and for ours and for others, like that's a really good sign. Okay, that that says a lot. I think about a given franchise system because when when as a franchise or you you lose control of the conversation, um, there's there's an element of trust there. You have you have faith in your people to to be positive and to be supportive, and and you know it's treat others like you would want to be treated, right? As a franchisee, you you love that. So as a franchisor, we have to. We get, we just get that right, and so many franchise systems get that, and so again, a good sign for anybody looking for a franchise system. So, Paul, throughout the discovery process for a a prospect, how can they really um, how can they understand or differentiate a positive culture versus a negative culture throughout before signing that franchise agreement? Yeah, I, that that is I, that's the million dollar question, Stacey. I, I think that's the right one again for anybody listening that's considering that. Like, focus on that that particular thing. Um, talking to franchise owners is, is the right way to go. Now, gotcha covered. We have we've we're, we've recorded a number of videos, so these are testimonials of our franchise system franchises about our franchise system, and and those are great. And it it gives the candidate a chance to at, at their own convenience get a lot of great content but that doesn't mean that you you don't need to talk to owners you need so whatever whatever any franchise system has you know watch the videos but talk to people ask those questions you know what what is the culture do you enjoy your work would you do it again you know this is corporate looking out for you or not um how do you connect with your peers really really important stuff that's one thing then the other thing is um we participate with the franchise business review, and that's another thing that people might want to look into. Is uh, is there's a company out there called Franchise Business Review or FBR that um, that surveys franchise systems. So you know you pay like we pay thousands of dollars to have 
FBR survey got you covered. And then we get the results of the survey. Very well done, very professional organization, great process. And they ask a whole bunch of questions about a whole variety of topics. And then and then they share the results with the, the, the franchisor. And so we get a really comprehensive report qualitative and quantitative data about how we're doing. It's our report card for our franchise owners. So we want to see what they think of the things we're doing for them. Here are the plus, you know, here are the hits, here are the misses, right? And there are misses. And uh, and then so then by doing that every year, we trend, like we can see, okay, we're doing better on this. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're suffering on this or whatever. And, and so, um, so that survey, there's a, there's a culture component. There's some questions around culture. And for us, that's where we score highest. Our single highest score was about um, was about mutual support across the system. A single highest score. So, so that's another way too, Stacy. That that uh, candidates can can get, and it's a little bit more objective, right? I mean, the, the subjective is 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 important, but make sure you're also talking to people outside of the list that you've been given by a corporate, right? Uh, the franchisor, like they may just give you a list of, hey, talk to these. Happy, top performing people, but there may be others you want to talk to, right? And and round it out, understanding that no franchise system is going to have 100% satisfaction across the base. But in, in talking to people that are happy and people that are disgruntled, you can kind of filter that out for yourself and then make a decision about, you know, do you think that's a good cultural fit for you? So, Paula, you just raised a very interesting question for me. And that is when you said, um, so every franchise brand handles validation, the validation stage differently. And many times uh, it will be a, sometimes you're given a list, right? As you mentioned of franchisees that uh, prospect, if I were looking, could validate with, but mm -hmm. other times they are controlled environments where you dial into a, a hour long Zoom session and there'll be a couple of franchise owners on there and you can ask them any questions. So my question to you is, you stated, make sure that you validate also with other ones that aren't on the list. How is that really perceived by the franchise brand if a prospect starts reaching out to other owners within the system that they weren't given approval to? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. And I don't know, Stacey, we've never done that way. We we give our, we do both. We give our owners um, the videos, but then the list, and the list is not five or 10, it's 150, right? And it's, here's, here's almost everybody uh, to talk to. And uh, I don't know that, to me, that would be a red flag. If you're going to control who I talk to, huge red flag, right? Now, the candidate has the franchise disclosure document. They have the contact information for everybody in the system. So they they have the they have the contact information and they have the right to talk to anybody. But and if the franchisor is resistant on that, then again, boy, that's huge red flag for me. Um and, and so to, you know, proceed with caution, I would say to that candidate who's who experiences that. D don't just assume that don't just accept the the curated validation that you're getting, right? Make sure that you have a cross section of the entire system in whatever way that makes you comfortable. Yeah, I like hearing that. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So what are some of the, do you have uh, 
specific training or development programs uh, that you provide for your franchisees that talk talk about culture and development in that, or is it just a lead by example type of culture? Yeah, a lot of it is lead by example. No particular trainings re revolving that, but kind of in everything we do, we have we, we have a set of values, a core values that, that uh, one of them is real. Uh, it's it's an acronym of drive. The R and drive is real and authentic, and so that comes from our parent company and, and is also used by Gotcha Covered. So so we we reinforce it in everything we do. And, um, you know, I just, we were just at the International Franchise Conference and and took some local owners out to dinner, very casual, talked very little business, but just, you know, this is a franchise relationship is, is a significant one and it's a long-term one. And we view our owners as our partners and, and this is not an employee, right? There, there's a much more even level and everybody has a role to play and we're going to play our role and they're going to play their role without ego and as long as we're oriented toward true north and we know where we're going and how to get there, that then we can all kind of work together. And it works really well for Gotcha Cover. It's not perfect, but I think I think it works really well. One of the things that okay, so if you don't mind, Cecil Barrick, just a little bit about Gotcha Covered. Sorry, sorry, everybody. This no, is very commercial. <laughs> all right. So so one of the things we are really proud about is our online reputation. So we talked about our FBR score, which is a, a number that's you can see, OK, that's a good number. The other number that's really good for us is our reputation, which across all time and location, the 170 locations is 4.9 out of five stars. This is what our, our end users, our consumers, uh, our customers, our clients have said to about about our franchise owners. And we think that's extraordinary in the real sense of that word it's beyond ordinary we, we don't know of any other franchise system our size that has a similar reputation and a lot of that could you know our owners get all the credit uh you know sure we we set up the systems but it's our owners that are out there in the trenches earning that reputation every single day and, and so so that to me is, is a cultural aspect right because because they come in to gotcha cover knowing that the, the key value is focused on the client's needs and to be consultative and to not like, like it's a very consultative sell. It's education. Most people don't know how to buy window treatments. They never have, or if they did, it was 10 years ago. And, and so they don't know what's, what's available. So our approach is very consultative. It's not salesy. And, and I think that that um, it's just infused really uh, throughout our culture. So, so we kind of, um, I don't know, and, and reinforce it, but but no specific training on that, Stacey, other than just kind of on an ongoing basis and, and connecting our franchise owners with each other as much as we can. Well, those, your 4.9 is, is phenomenal. I mean, that speaks, that speaks tons in and of itself. Uh, I wonder how much of that, uh, you know, this culture and, you know, the scoring of the 4.9 is due to you requiring an owner operator model versus allowing, uh, say, semi-involved or semi-passive ownership within the model. I think it's critical. We've, we've dabbled with the absentee owner model and it flat out doesn't work somebody needs you can't serve two masters at least in our business and so you somebody has to be involved in the business we're one of those businesses stacy there's a lot that 
you don't know what you don't know getting into it. And then what don't you know that you don't know? Right. And so it, you, you kind of like, it, it's like exponential, the product knowledge. It's, there's a lot more than just blinds in our business. It's hard to believe that, but um, so, so you really have to know, you, you have to get in, you have to know the products, the dynamics, the business. Um, and, and unless you're kind of fully invested, it's, it's hard. It just hasn't worked. And, and so we don't seek that out. We're asked all the time, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah. we, we just, we just think it's not fair to, to that owner who, who would have a, a reasonable expectation of success. And we just think, no, there's not a reasonable expectation of success in that model. So we're not going to, not going to allow that. Right. It's not, it's not, again, it's not fair to you or, or to us. Yeah. I was told one time, uh, I owned a fitness studio for five years and it was a business. My sister and I built from the ground up and, uh, while doing that, I worked full-time in the corporate world and a very wise gentleman once told me that I needed to make a decision on how successful uh, I wanted my business to be, because to your point, you can't serve two masters. And um, what'd you, know, you do? I continued to do both for three and a half years. And then I okay. left the corporate world and I've <laughs> been my own boss. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it, you know, I keep reflecting back on that from time to time when I make decisions and now I have mm -hmm. my consulting business, plus I'm in a franchise system. Um, so it is interesting. And I really, I had never thought about it. Uh, the connection between the owner operator, owner operator model and really, you know, those reviews that you get, because when you truly have skin in the game yeah. and you live and breathe it, I mean, there is nobody that's going to be more passionate than you about that business. So, um, so I like that. That was really, that was interesting. Yeah. Spot on, spot on, Stacey, three hundred percent. So when you, you know, in wrapping up, Paul, when you look at prospects again and knowing the culture that you have built and continue to foster with and got you covered, what are those attributes that you are wanting to see in prospects that make you comfortable saying yes to them? Yeah, that's another great question. And, and it's something that we think about a lot. So our, our process is, is uh, detailed, right? It's thoughtful and it takes someone from what you want me to look at <laughs> window treatments. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's, that's the start, right? You look <laughs> like many of my clients. <laughs> exactly. Excuse me, did, did I hear you? Did I hear you right? All right. And so we have fun with that, Stacey. We know nobody has ever grown up thinking they want to sell custom window treatments. So we start there. But if you can get somebody just to open their minds, right? Hey, you don't have to say yes, but just hear, hear what they have to say. And then, and then that candidate starts, okay, gosh, that never thought of it, but, but that's interesting. And, and okay, that checks this box and this box and this box. And, and so it's an educational process where they learn about us. We learn about them. And Hannah, as you mentioned, and her counterpart, Lori and our, and our team are 
Very good. Um, Lori was was with Gotcha Covered for 20 years. So, wow. and then Hannah's Hannah's just fantastic, as you've said. So, so they know, like they're the they're the primary filter for us, and they're that. And some people in the process, some people just like kind of, okay, if, if, if the culture isn't important to them, what we see, Stacey, is that people kind of naturally grab, they, they just go elsewhere. And that, that's a good thing, right? But, but the, more, the more important that culture is to somebody, the more they tend to stay in the process. And, and, and the further they get, um, you know, the, the more information they learn. And then, and then kind of at the end, when they're about 90%, so they're, they've talked to franchise owners, they've gone through the documents, they've talked with Hannah and Lori and, and seen the information. Um, and, and now we're thinking to themselves, like they're, they're thinking, okay, yeah, I can see myself doing that. That's important. They've, they've gone through all that by the time I meet them. And so when I, when I meet them, like you started this, this, this conversation, right? It's not an interview, it's a conversation. And that's what I have with, with those candidates. And I just, I don't have any particular place I want to go. I just want to get to know them better. And it's that conversation that I have that gives me confidence or not to have them continue uh, the rest of the 10%. So if they, if we have a good conversation, I think it's a good fit, then we invite them to meet the team and we invite the team to meet them. And then after that all day meeting, we talk about them and, and we vote on them as a, as a corporate team. And so it's kind of yeah or nay or hey we have we like them but we have this concern let's talk to them again and so we we really are getting so good at we think uh, making sure that the the people we invite to join Gotcha Cover do have that cultural fit and and then of course the skill set to be successful and you know the, and then it's up to them right and we give them the tools and the training and support and and they can go as far as they want in in the Gotcha Covered system very purposeful which I like, I, I, think, yeah. yeah, it's, I just can't wait to get another owner operator so I can introduce them perhaps. <laughs> Most yeah, of mine tend to want semi-passive investments. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Right. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I have been one of those people that have asked Hannah, are you sure you won't consider yeah, semi-passive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Paul. for thinking about us, Stacey. Yeah, of course. It, yeah. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being with me today and, and talking about culture and it, it is so critical, um, in everything we do. I mean, we want to surround ourselves with people that we can grow with and learn from. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're in a long-term relationship. It's a 10 year agreement in most cases. So you do want to feel like you're part of a family and, and that's where culture comes in. So, so importantly. So thank you for taking the time to be with me. Um, any last comments on your end? Well, well I want to thank you for a really good conversation uh, from getting to know you here a little bit. I think you have all the right values in, in culture and, and, you know, you're, you're focused on the right things. And so good luck to you and, and your ventures. And it was a pleasure talking to you truly, Stacey. I wish you luck and, and everybody listening. Uh, good luck as well in your journeys. Thank you, Paul. For anybody considering franchise ownership, or if you would like to learn more about Got You Covered, please feel free to reach out to me at Stacy at FusionFranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day.